very excited to have this guy in the studio. If you're watching MasterChef, I believe Wednesday nights, I DVR everything, uh, Wednesday nights on Fox, I, I'm a big Gordon Ramsay fan. I'm a Mark. I mean, everybody knows that I'm a, uh, you know, a pretty good cook, and I hang around all the chefs and the foodies in the area. And I'm a member of a of a culinary crew called the Voodoo Crew. Um, when I found out Tampa had a representative on Master Chef, I was like, we got to go get him, Ryan Adams. And Ryan Adams went and got him. Uh, Jeff Philbin's here. How are you, buddy? Hey, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here right now. Um, I know MasterChef's huge. Everybody watches it. Um, I have a problem with the MasterChef Junior because I can't believe that a seven-year-old can make a souffle perfect the first time. But <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts to see those kids do their magic. It's crazy. They seem better than the adults, and it really pisses me off. And be honest with you, I'm like, this kid is like, uh, no, I'm going to use a sous vide machine. I'm like, you're not. You're not sous vide anything, <laughs> kid. I, I barely know how to use mine. And they can barely even like touch the stovetop either. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. the crazy part. <laughs> the the beauty of it is watching Ramsey with the kids. As as opposed to adults, because the adults, he's like, look you, I will grab you by your face. <laughs> and I will mush your face into the wine room and I'll kick you in the chest. And then I'll drag you into the parking lot and they'll never hear from you again. If you ever chop lettuce like that in front of me again. But then a kid like completely burns the kitchen down. He's like, it's okay, Tommy. People do that. It's okay. Come here. Come here. Come here. You're going to get a hug. Come here. Come here. Um, how did you get involved with Master Chef? Did you have to send out a video? How did that happen? It's so crazy how it all started. My brother-in-law surprised me and did all my paperwork for me. Wow. And it was at a family dinner. He says, Jeff, all you got to do, just show up in Orlando, bring a cooked dish. I did everything for you. I signed you up for Master Chef. And so I never had to do it. And people said that it took weeks to do their paperwork. And right. my brother-in-law did it all for me. That is nuts. Yeah, it was absolutely nuts. So, absolutely. So you, you brought a dish and did producers eat it? I mean, how many people got their hands on your food before they decided that you were a, can a candidate? That's great. Uh, 34,000 people were part of the entire audition process across wow. the U.S. Orlando was one of those cities. And so there were several thousand people that came out to Orlando on a Saturday. Oh, man. And I put together my dish. I went grocery shopping Friday night, cooked a dish I never had done before in my life. Never had done? I never did it. I never had a dinner party. Some people were like, oh, I had dinner parties to say yes. to your friends, like, hey, what did you like? What did you not like? Or, you know, I did this tried and true recipe. Now I was just like, I'm feeling this. I got this. And uh, four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday, I started cooking. And then the rest- uh, Can you tell us what you made? Yeah, sure. So <laughs> I did a, uh, I went grocery shopping Friday night and was just- Wanting to do something with a lot of bold flavor, so I did a chili espresso rubbed ribeye Shut up, over dude. a yeah. chorizo sweet potato hash <laughs> with a charred tomatillo and poblano salsa verde. You whore. Which was killer. I didn't it, know what any of those words meant. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds delicious. By the way, that is Matt Fernandez. If anybody just tuned in, he's one of the top comics in Florida. He's one of my best friends. He is at the Tampa Improv this Thursday night, and we're going to give away some tickets to that coming up later in the show, too. So uh, make sure that you're listening and you stick around. And also, Jeff, if you hadn't met him, uh, this is a very, very funny comic, very, very awesome chef in awesome. the same room. I love it. Um, Go Tampa. Go now, Tampa's <laughs> right. That's exactly it. If they told you to cook your signature dish, and, and look, there's a whole season ahead of us, and that's probably going to come up. But if you had to cook like one dish that you knew was like your knockout dish, what would it be? Uh, I, I really love grilling. I really love being on a grill. I love steak. 
And so I do a really killer steak that has this beautiful red wine sauce that mm-hmm. I just caramelize some onions really nice, low and slow, and it just brings out all the sugars to it to the red wine, and I add some butter to it there, so it gives it this velvetiness and strain God. it. I mean, it is it's just like a romance oh. novel. I know exactly. Like, oh. Where's like you know Fabio or something like that? We're, we're, through. we're like bros because this is exactly how I cook. Like this is, and it's so funny because we had some, we have a lot of red wine in the house that we shouldn't have, and I told my girlfriend this the other day. I go. We got to make some wine sauces this week. We have to figure this out. And I'm the same way. And I don't know if this is how you do, but a lot of times I'll kind of know what I'm cooking, but I'll just start with, uh, let me chop up some onions. Let me yep. get let me get some butter or, or some some bacon oil, something, and let's just get this started. Get garlic, onions, bacon, and then, and then create it on the fly. And somehow wine will get involved. I like white wine sauces. Mm-hmm. I like red wine sauces. Um, and then you say grilling. Uh, uh, I'm an egg guy. You have, you have an egg? Uh, I don't have an egg yet. Yeah. I have not gone for it. I have not made the plunge, but I've heard nothing but great things, and I've been seeing some incredible things. So mm-hmm. you, it sounds like you've got one of the eggs. Uh, I, I do, and I also have a couple of electric smokers. Nice. Uh, so if I, you know, they're a little easier if you want to yeah. do something fast. Yeah. Uh, they're cheap. You know, you just throw your wood chips on top of the heating element and let her go. As long as it keeps the temperature, you know how you, yeah, you're absolutely. a chef. Um, but it's so cool you, you should say that because everything you were saying, and I looked at my girlfriend, she's like, Sounds like you talking about uh, like what you're cooking. I love it. Um, but that that sounds awesome. Um, if that was going to be a signature dish, I'd be very happy with that. <laughs> um, now, that what is your favorite style of cuisine? Because a lot of guys are Italian, Asian, or whatever. It seems like Asians really making a Asians making a huge big move. Big move. Big move. Filipino is going to be a huge mm-hmm. thing coming out on the market soon. Um, but I like to say that I'm more of like a, a, a new American cuisine style, mm-hmm. just taking traditional dishes, putting a new twist to them there. Maybe having a little bit of that weaving in some fusion ideas that you know you can incorporate some Asian into some Italian dishes and you know something kind of fun. I just like to have fun out there, and you know that's that's the thing with cooking is that you as you just beautifully said, you start with something and you start adding, and yeah. that's where it's the the best. I could listen to you talk about food all day. It's like an R&B <laughs> talk down This, or this guy, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror. Like It's amazing. <laughs> His culinary view, and I'm not just saying this. People listening to this show every week, they know this is exactly the kind of things that I love to do. I love taking a Cuban dish and adding flair to it. I love taking an Asian dish and changing it around. Um, and I love you know, just making it something that just has so much flavor that you, yep. you want to eat the whole thing right there. Um, now, I, I saw our, our mutual friend on Facebook uh, the only mutual friend, which is weird, because I know I have a lot of friends in in Tampa, and normally there's several. Mm-hmm. But Greg Baker, yep, uh, is is he like your favorite local chef? Because we have so many, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. if, and I'm so humbled that he has been working with me on the watch parties at Fodder and Shine, yeah, uh, supporting local charities every single week. I mean, for me personally, if we had a Mount Rushmore of Tampa chefs, of course, he would be on Mount Rushmore. And I told him that on Wednesday. And I mean, he's just such a humble individual that, um, I mean, he's he's he literally is one of our best and brightest and without him I don't think we would have ever had this culinary movement in the Tampa Bay area honestly and I, and I agree I think what him and, and Michelle yep. over at the reservoir and and, and fodder and shine uh, what they have done for Seminole Heights yep. and and the scene there now everybody's kind of opening restaurants and coffee shops and bars and everything else they've really helped that resurgence I love fodder and shine That's so good. Good. I had rabbit there nice yeah. That's nice. the most adorable animal I've ever eaten. But it was so. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, I'll, look, I would if a rabbit came up to me and hopped up and looked at me with little rabbit eyes, and was like, you know, like, oh look, I'm your pet now. And then Greg was walking by, I'd be like, eat this with us now. You know, just give it to him. Uh, no, but that that is awesome. 
Um, I know you did. You're doing the watch parties for Master Chef. Yeah. You, you did the. Are, are you doing more of those there? Yeah. So every Wednesday that I continue on in this entire Master Chef journey, another local charity is being highlighted. I mean, we've done some great ones with Feeding Tampa Bay already, Metropolitan Ministry, Apple a Day here as well. Yeah. And uh, this coming week for this Wednesday, we are doing the Spring of Tampa Bay to help against domestic violence. Uh, so it's really a great thing. 7:30 to 9:30 every Wednesday night. Uh, as long as I go on in this journey, yeah, we'll have another charity to support and represent this great Tampa Bay area. Wednesday night, I think. Uh, I think I'm free this Wednesday night. That's awesome. You know, We'd love weekend. to have you. Uh, I'm saying I might just have to slide in there, you know, with <laughs> uh, some delicious food and some great television. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm gonna commit right now. I'll be there Wednesday night. That's awesome. Yeah, that's just that's awesome. That just made my day. I made my day too, honestly. Um, Are you a chef by trade, or were you no, like an accountant the, or something? So and this then is the great. Decided, you know what? <laughs> I was done with numbers and yeah. the whole like clicking, and I just yeah. got out of that whole like machine thing. Right. Uh, no, I mean, the great thing about MasterChef is that we are all amateur home cooks that just love food. We so love you, that. So you can't be a chef. Is that no, one of the requirements? No, no professional training. Okay. Uh, no back-of-the-house experience. So for anybody- Does YouTube count? Uh, YouTube- uh, Fair game? I think it is fair game. Okay. I, I'd have to look back on the contract, okay. but I don't know. I've, I've seen uh, some YouTube chefs on, on yeah. MasterChef before, so much like a YouTube singer gets on The Voice, I mean, yeah, it's the exactly. same difference. Yeah. yeah, so I think that you're okay with that, Okay. Uh, but you have no professional training, and uh, so I've never had that. I've been in the restaurant industry uh, on the other side, on the what they would call the front of the house, and done uh, everything on the administrative side and executive, but never have I done anything behind the scenes cooking. I just love food and I've been doing it since I was a teenager. And I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I was watching, uh, I, stalking your Twitter uh, earlier today and looking at some of the screenshots of your food and real foodies, it has to look great because we're going to not only take a, a picture of our food, if you can go through my social media, you'll see mine too. Mm -hmm. Not only are we going to take a picture of it, we're going to slap some filters on that bitch. We're going to really jazz it. It better look like you're getting out of Food & Wine magazine when I'm done with mine. Uh, I think the last thing I took was uh, my holidays. And then, of course... You know, I like to put herbs in my hollandaise, which nice. is uh, what a lot of people don't do it, but I do it. You know uh, what I mean? That's the only way to do it. And then some guy hops on there and he's like, looks like a Bernays to me. And I'm like, look, bitch, there's lemon juice, not vinegar. Know your sauces. And he was like, <laughs> then, then he, he bowed down. He goes, that's my bad, dude. I thought you were just some fat comedian. I had no idea what you were doing there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was so nice. And, and it was like, it's hard to make a good hollandaise and not break the sauce. Anna, you know that, right? It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else like ketchup? Or... <laughs> no? Oh, man. That is hilarious. Um, now, we already talked about Greg Baker. Mm -hmm. um, is that your your favorite restaurant, too, in Tampa? Well, Definitely one of them. Definitely name, one of them. Name, like, like your top three, because, I mean, there, we have some really, really good restaurants. I mean, we are right now in a great spot where... Tampa's coming alive. We've got great restaurants that represent the whole Tampa Bay area. But uh, Eulalie's got to be up there on one yes. of my lists. I absolutely love that. That's where uh, I had my first date with my fiance. So I think that's got a special, it's a good move, special meaning to me yeah. and to her. Um, Rooster and Tail is incredible as well. Yeah, uh, Mise en Place really was the first. So I mean, that is that's that's the grandfather to us all. Um, but have you been to Chipotle, though? <laughs> you know, it's been so a while. Good. I'm kind of more like a Moe's kind of a guy. Like, oh, for real, they Mo's. catch you right and they walk in. Welcome to Moe's. I feel very welcome. They never okay, welcome me. Okay, they never right, welcome right. me. Oh, it's they'll, a shame. They'll welcome, they'll welcome eight people in front of me, and then I walk in, they're like, uh, extra salsa! <laughs> yeah, it's I'm so a, rude. I'm a Chipotle gal, so. 
Are you? You have diarrhea a lot. I do. <laughs> That's why I'm so thin. <laughs> no, but another really, if you really are into Mexican now, uh, Lolis, Mexican cravings. Where is that? It's on is that uh, more Benjamin than like Road. Five miles away. It's on Benjamin Road, Can't off go. of Waters. Oh, okay. it's worth it's worth the trip. They make their own tortillas. They yeah. press them right there on the window. I mean, it is so cool. That is that is probably the best street okay. style Mexican. What was the you one you get. said that was the grandfather? Mise en place. Where's that? That's downtown. Yeah, okay. that's, that's downtown. The only one I, I haven't that's been Marty to on Blitz your list. and uh, Marianne Ferenik. I mean, those those two were the first that said, "Okay, hey, we can put a restaurant in downtown Tampa, and it's going to be good." And it's been on the radar ever since, and it's been consistent. Yeah, um, you, you know what's cool about foreign languages? Mise en place is it just means like the vegetables you prep like to to, to start a dish. It's like if you just said it in English, you'd be like. Peppers and onions, right? It's just yeah, like exactly, but but it sounds nice. It's like it sounds, mise en place. Yeah, it sounds like, oh, bougie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. But it is an, a, an amazing restaurant. Uh, yeah, the Mexican scene in Tampa, you can get great, great Mexican food. Uh, obviously, Cuban food. Oh yeah, it's what I was raised on. Uh, like I, I saw uh, Alton Brown was like trying to find the best Cuban sandwich in Devil Crab when yeah. he was in, and they were sending him to some questionable places. It was and a joke. I, I was screaming at my TV or my my computer when I was looking. at it. I'm going. Why didn't they call me, man? I'm I'm born and raised here. I know where every good devil crab is. I know where I know how to make a devil crab. I had to pay a lady that worked at the Sea Breeze, you know. But nice. I mean, it, yeah, a buddy of mine paid when they closed the, the old Sea Breeze out on Causeway. Had the best devil crabs back in the in the old days. Uh, they closed it. We found one of their chefs, this like 65 year old black lady, and we're like, "Can you show us how to make a devil crab?" She's like, "Baby, I ain't got time for all this." And my buddy's like, "I'll give you a hundred bucks." She's like, "Okay, pick me up." And then we brought her. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. We, we brought her to the house, and she showed us, and we made a devil crab the size of an NFL football. Wow. It was unbelievable. And then we had to take her home. That was really awkward. She's like, "Take me home." I'm like, "Why do I feel like we just had sex with this lady?" Uh, yeah, but it was it was amazing. Hundred bucks showed us how to make a devil crab now i don't know if i remember i remember mostly but there's a lot of tomato and a lot of crab as a matter of fact how are you with seafood and crabs and things like that Jeff? i love them i love them salmon's a great one and like what was really cool is this past week i went out there spear fishing and caught some great grouper so mm. i had some fun with that nice i yeah. just made some grouper the other night that was delicious did you oh, how'd yeah. you do it what'd uh, you do uh with Threw it in a pan. <laughs> <laughs> a chef asks you how you cook your food, you get super nervous. That's like, yeah, no, I, don't judge me. That's like Gerald McCoy asking you what you bench. Like, I, I don't know. Weights. I do weights with my arms sometimes and my feet. Oh, uh, I know. I uh, I went out with the, the Eye Trekker guys and went mm -hmm. fishing back in uh, December with Ian Beckles and. I'm really not good at fishing. I'm really good at cooking and eating it. Not good at filleting it. That's something I need to get better at. Uh, but I call it a sheephead. And I just thought, wow, well, look at this bucktooth fish, right? But they all flipped out. They're like, these guys are professional uh, anglers and, and charter fishermen. And they were like, that's the biggest damn sheephead in the history of the universe. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And they're like holding it up. They're taking pictures. Like, they caught it. Like, this is amazing. Ah. And then I was like, I don't know. And then the guy filleted it for me. And he's like, enjoy this. And he handed it to me like, like the lion. King handed the baby over like oh somebody oh and I was like all right and then I just took it home and butter poached it like nothing nice yeah oh, nice. it was amazing that's yeah. awesome.